Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland, and that is not Dimity in Denver. Dimity just arrived back from a party in Atlanta, so she gets the week off. But I'm joined by another member of Team AMR, so it's not just the Sarah show today. Oh no, it is Sarah with Jonna Bass-Parr. Hello, Jonna. Hi, this is Jonna in Portland. In Portland, we're in the same studio. We are in my basement, which is also your guest bedroom, which is also where we filled orders. It's so exciting. (laughs) We're very efficient. We are. We are. We cleaned up a little bit, you know, for Alex, our producer, to come over, but who's now sitting on your bed, which you kindly made. So Mm -hmm. thank you very much. That was good. Thank you. So, Jono, I'm delighted to have you here. We were just together in Little Rock, Arkansas for the retreat because careful listeners of the podcast might remember you've been on our show before. You talked about the retreat that we had in Little Rock. Indeed, from Amarillo. Yes, you are. Yes, you were joined <laughs> us from Amarillo at that That's point. Right. Yes, Amarillo, <laughs> Texas. So, but now you are here because tomorrow, bright and early, we head to Spokane. We are going to be selling at the Bloomsday Expo, which is one of the largest races in the country. Mm-hmm. You've read that it's the largest. That's true. Yes. I think it's the third the largest. The largest foot race. Foot race. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that might be the qualifier. That's, that's the qualifier. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's foot race. Yeah. Yes. All right. So we are going to be selling there. So if you're listening to this on Saturday, um, May 2nd, Ooh. you could still see us at the Expo at Bloomsday if you're in the Spokane area. But we are also going to Spokane. Jana, why are we going? We are scouting the next retreat location, mm-hmm. and we're pretty excited about it because the Little Rock retreat has just left all of us in awe and mm-hmm. wonder. So um, we're going with maybe a new fervor mm-hmm. for <laughs> <laughs> for finding another gem of a city yes. that people m- might not be on their radar. Mm-hmm. That's right. The undiscovered places that are hidden and neat locations. So um, I think it'll be easy to pop up bright and early in the morning. Mm-hmm. and get there and mm-hmm. scout it out and um, talk to a race organizer that we really like and because we might combine the fall retreat with a race yes. um, so to make that inst- and that would make it easy on you then you don't I have know. to pl- plan the aid stations of the long run exactly. like you did in Little Rock you're like done I <laughs> know yeah, we're totally doing Spokane it's right. gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> right right so yeah I was telling um, uh, we were filling orders yesterday for the no limits challenge the people the the packages with their shirts and their medals and if they're 5k they got some balega socks some noon some goo chomps all that good stuff so we had a woman named jessica over yesterday and i asked her her opinion and she lives here in portland i asked her her opinion of spokane she'd never been there so she didn't have much of an opinion but when she got home she emailed me and after she thought about it a little she said that what she thinks we do well is find cities that people might not have been to and that might not get to run to and that it's when you go on a vacation with your family you explore certain places but it's not like you'd really go on a family vacation to spokane right or little rock so this way you get to go and meet really nifty people and well and you might not do that with the risk of not knowing where you're going Mm -hmm. with your family in tow Mm -hmm. but after you've been like little rock i think a lot of people are going to go back to little rock with their families because they see how family friendly it is oh exactly but it just allows you that flexibility without all your people, without your own tribe, (laughs) to go explore, to run and refresh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 So our topic for today is kind of pre-training for marathons, kind of people who are looking to do a fall marathon and what they're doing to get ready. And Jonna, you are our guest to talk about that topic. But before we get there, we went on a run this morning with Molly, my running partner. <laughs> 
And the reason we're laughing is because every time I mention Molly to Jana, and Jana and I talk a lot because we work together, I'll always be like, oh, Molly, my running partner, or Molly, my best running friend. And Jana's like, Sarah, I know who Molly is. <laughs> Phoebe, my oldest daughter. <laughs> yes. But but now you really know who Molly is. I do. Yeah. It was like meeting a celebrity friend. It was awesome. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us a little bit about, tell us maybe you and I have run together now mm-hmm. in several cities, Portland, yeah. Little Rock, Austin, Austin. And maybe someplace else, or was Austin our first run? Austin was our first run. Oh, okay, I so believe. You no, Little Rock was our first run. Okay, Little Rock before mm-hmm. that. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yes, yes, yes. That was so uh, my running know. anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Talk a little bit about your running anxiety, there, Jonna. Oh my word! So, um, well, in Little Rock, I was familiar with the path, but Sarah, as we all know, is not short. She's a little bit taller than I am, and ha- paces faster. She is a Boston qualifier fire I am not so um, on our first run um, I just wigged myself out and <laughs> we were running and Sarah goes man I really thought you would be more chatty um, and then I told her well I would rather breathe <laughs> Between, I had to make a choice between breathing and chatting because I think we were like what at a nine. We were right around. An, we were we were clipping along. Oh, at we that were. Point. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, we were clipping, and that's what made it even worse because you're like, oh, I'll slow down. I'm like, yeah, but I want you to slow down by like ninety seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Which we didn't have to slow that much, but um, the we good should mention thing, it's very flat. the The path we were running on was very flat. I typically do not run yes. a nine minute mile. Yeah. Well, and to I mean, we were excited. We were very and, excited. My anxiety was hindering my time. (laughs) I'm sure my heart rate was like much higher than it normally is. It was just total ridiculousness. I think we were both excited to be out there. So I think we were kind of prancing along. We were. Mm -hmm. So I had to remind myself to act natural. You know, (laughs) just need to take a deep breath. (laughs) So um, anyway, I don't know where we were going with that, but uh, we ran. And then it's been fun because we've seen each other so regularly. And now we, we hit a new point in our relationship in Little Rock at the end of the retreat because um sarah didn't have to slow for me and i was conversational with her yes exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Proud so the moment. same same thing this morning we actually we were going too fast i mean sometimes molly would say hey we gotta slow down or i'd say we gotta slow down i don't think you ever said we gotta slow down no, i was excited it's so beautiful here oh thank you and it's a beautiful morning and it was, it was a nice with beautiful cool. people and everything Aww. was pretty and wonderful and the flowers Lots and the sunshine <laughs> cue the birds <laughs> and then we saw the unicorn (laughs) (laughs) uh, but we did we did all of us found money Money. it was awesome but i'm still missing my dime so i think i have to come back and find a dime yes so Mm -hmm. it was great so molly found she's the one who found change first she found a dime that was right in front of me we were at a stoplight and i had debated whether we're gonna cut across the light and then you know i was like oh no car coming and that's when and she was stealth (laughs) let's just say okay like molly saw the money if i could just paint the picture for everyone um sarah's on my left molly's on my right molly sees the money before she can articulate it her body's moving toward the money and that's when sarah's like money they both say money but then <laughs> molly like sneaks in and gets her foot, foot on, on top, top of, of it. the money she's like you're not touching my money I thought it, and it was a busy street it was it northeast was. 33rd and um for those of you who listen in portland and uh, we we're right near grant park and uh i'm surprised she didn't like push you out of the way because she had she she can throw a mean elbow <laughs> <laughs> or do the like mom uh, arm straight out you know the and uh so she then, was too focused on the money so but i'm <laughs> right show me the money molly and so but i was pleased because the other day 
when I found two pennies while we were running and then went on to find four, but that um, I said, Molly said, oh man, you know, and so for the entire month of April, she'd only found three pennies thus far. And on that very run, that one, she found a dime. So I was so happy for her. So then I was once again pleased that she found a dime, but a smidge envious that she found because it was right in front of me. Mm -hmm. So, but then I found, um, then did I find the night? Did I find the dime? Yeah, I don't know what you guys. Yeah. I was looking around. That's the whole thing. Like, so my dime is out there. Right. I was busy looking at the houses and the trees and we saw, waving at people enthusiastically. Right. That was awkward. John is not used to seeing runners in Amarillo. So when we saw three at one time en route to meet Molly, she's all like, hi. And they're like, yeah, it's 6 a.m. Like, wow. leave me alone. <laughs> Way too chipper for the morning time. So then I found a dime and then. And Mo- then we each went on to find a penny. So mm-hmm. Molly and I each found 11 cents and you found one cent. And so, but was delighted when you found that penny, which was in the street, really, truly in the street. Like you had to cut out into a little bit into an intersection. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was life risking. It was, it was. It was on Sandy Boulevard for those, in front of the Whole Foods for those of you who, are, who know the, the area. So anyway, so like I said, we, I brought you on to, with Dimity's um, gracious approval, mm-hmm. brought you on to talk about, you are training for, um, what's that marathon again you're doing there, Jonna? Oh yeah, there's this marathon in a city called New York City. Oh. I huh. know, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe I've heard of it. So, there are a few people who do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Some have heard of it. Right. <laughs> um, so yes, you got into the New York City Marathon through the lottery. Yeah, I think it was the ge- crowd geographic distribution, maybe. I'm, yeah. You know, they're like, oh, we need some runners from the panhandle of That's Texas. Right. That's right. <laughs> they knew my time was up. They're like, oh, she only has two more years to get in a full. <laughs> because you want to get it in pre-40. Right. Well, um, so I think we've mentioned before that I did the Chicago Marathon. Mm-hmm. Right before I turned 30 with my Chicago BRF, Jamie. And um, at that time, we had one child and I was working full time. And most of my runs took place after work. Mm -hmm. I'm a night runner. Um, I really like post happy hour runs. But (laughs) that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother episode. (laughs) Um, But for those who like vodka, it's really nice over ice before you go running. And I think it's perfect fuel. Anyway, so um we just learned that, you know, marathon training takes a lot of time. It does? And it, I, it's strange. It's strange. <laughs> it is, in fact, life-changing. <laughs> and not just um, the mom trains, but the whole family trains. So um, that was a growth experience. And, you know, it's debatable in my home if it were a law that was laid down or if I volunteered. But at some point, I decided a marathon a decade. Nice. So a full, a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, we were running out of time and I thought, you know, I'll just try for New York. I've done Chicago and I love New York. Um, and kind of thought it was a long shot. All right. So then you got in through the lottery mm-hmm. and now you, so you don't have to start officially training. The race date is oh, November. By the way, too. So on the last podcast, when we were talking about the retreat. Yes. We kind of laughed because there was some other um, like lottery or contest associated with the New York Marathon, remember? Mm-hmm. And I was going, I thought... Oh, yes, yes. I don't remember what it was, but I was so deflated mm-hmm. and it was ridiculous. Yes. I acknowledge it was ridiculous. Um, so to then find out that I got in, which is, you tipped me off that my bank account would oh, hit yes. before I got the notification. 
the notification. So um, that was all the more elating. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, 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 but you don't, so the race date of New York is November 1st. 1st. Okay. The, mm. the day after Halloween. Oh yeah. Yeah. The yeah. day after Halloween. Mm. Okay. Gotcha. Um, all Saints Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Day of the Dead. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could have a little skull on your, you know, I like badass it. mother runner. We could sh- tra- you know, take the shoes out yes. and put in a skull. That'd be I awesome. I think so. Yeah. I think that's a big seller. <laughs> you just wait. Okay. For those of you listening, you better put it on Facebook. <laughs> or tweet, tweet. to me. Yeah. <laughs> or tweet. as I like to say, if you would please Twitter me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you don't have to start your training, your official training. You don't have to kick off a training plan until June, mm-hmm. some kind of late June sometime. Right. But you have told us that you're kind of in pre-training mode. Yes. So talk a little bit about that. What it, What's your plan there? Okay. Well, um, just kind of based off of the training I did for Chicago, I've, I'm like, trying to do a new, improved way of approaching training. And um, you know, since Chicago, my family has grown from one child to four, um, and I'm older. All that fun stuff. So as far as the basics. Uh, the next six weeks, I'll be really focusing on getting off a few pounds. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to get shave off, you know, between eight and 10 mm-hmm. pounds just because you run lighter. It's less weight to carry mm-hmm. and feel better and all that fun stuff. So that's, um, you know, and nutrition within that, I think, is really what the focus is as far as, um, you know, when you put good fuel in, you can really tell a difference on your runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... So like what sort of things are you think about, you know? Well, I think just you know, kind of what a lot of people are doing anyway, but, you know, eliminating processed foods, trying to be more strategic as far as, um, you know, really good carbs, if you're going to have carbs, but I'm um, very limited for So for the weight loss part of it, it'll be very, very low carb, um, high protein, but it, with the limited carbs that I do have will be, you know, your quality carbs, whether it's a bean or, um, you know, a whole grain, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, then I've been doing low and slow, which you are, Mm -hmm. you're a witness to mm -hmm. the benefits of this. I've had this, um, I I haven't done any reading. I'm not an expert or anything crazy like that. You don't know how to read. I don't know how to read. I don't read. So. um, (laughs) Except for three books, Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother, and Tales from Another Mother. Only those. (laughs) So, and if, anyway, so. I, where were we on that? Low and slow. Low and slow. So, um, gosh, you know, what I feel like is, so on the weight loss portion, I really think that the, when you are watching your heart rate and you're not creating stress on your body, then, um, it just seems to allow your body to shed pounds a little bit more easily. I also think that you're doing something like it's, it's just intuitive. I don't have any research on it, but I feel like you're creating a really solid base for just moving your body through space and keeping um, the tension low to where your form might be better. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes, you know, when you're when you're trying to keep on a certain pace, it's like you create a stress in your body, your shoulders come up and everything. Oh, I don't so, know what you're talking no, about. No, <laughs> So in these low and slow runs, I really focus on just moving my body through space for a long time. <laughs> and <laughs> and, if, and it's interesting because it's hard. It is really hard um, to take a low, a slower pace. So, you know, on that last long run I did in Amarillo, I did nine miles uh, last weekend. And for the first six, I think I was doing like 11 minute miles and that it's, it's a strange challenge. Um, 
not to just want to go. So to hold yourself back. Yeah. yeah. To hold yourself back and just to force yourself to kind of relax because in my mind I'm thinking gosh I could get this over with you know it's really not so much faster but yet it is <laughs> <laughs> and so then finally um when I hit mile six I'm like okay enough's enough it's been an hour out here more than an hour um I just want to see what my legs can do and as I told you mm-hmm. um at that moment I looked down and there was a penny <laughs> <laughs> it all like, comes back to the found change it really does, Hashtag found change. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and I'm like oh my word Sarah this is like Sarah's blessing and then like not even <laughs> Even two steps later, there was another penny. I found two pennies. Wow. Two pennies within. And so then I'm like, okay, that's it. Let's see what the legs can do. Um, because, you know, after being on them, it doesn't matter how fast you're going. Like, you've been on your legs moving them for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was pleasantly, well, not even pleasantly surprised, probably overly enthusiastic about the fact <laughs> that, <laughs> I think, um, that I was, I paced what we did today. I mean, yeah. I was able to just pick up the pace and and go and it was great and then for the and I'd been watching my heart rate which we'll get to but then for the last um from for mile nine I just was like forget it I'm just gonna feel good so I wasn't really pushing but I was still you know right around 10 maybe a little bit under mm-hmm. so I felt like that was really encouraging and is helping me kind of hone in what my goal is for the race because I'm still trying to figure out how I'm gonna run New York you know am I going to just have fun and be looking around and seeing all the boroughs or am I going to set a time like What's that race going to be? Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you, you're setting yourself up well to finish strong, which is one of yes. my favorite things to do. That's that's my goal. I went to, you know, with Chicago, I was injured mm. um, and had a terrible knee issue. I had a bone bruise and was... Mm. It was crazy. It was told not to run, but that's not going to be possible. So I said, told, said that if I was in two, I was just going to go to the start line. <laughs> and this is so ridiculous now, but I'm just going to go to the start line. And if it hurts too much, I'll stop. Oh, Are sure. you kidding? Yeah. Like by the time I'd hit 13 miles, I think I had like devoured four packets of Tylenol or something heinous. Oh, it was so dumb. <laughs> Your liver is saying, let me out. It let was, me out. it was, it was. And just, it was a good, it was a good practice run. So I feel like I learned a lot and I think I will finish strong for New York. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're a decade wiser. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You, you're a more seasoned mom, so you can bring a lot of those, you know, skills. True. One might call them. Uh, yeah, the, the endurance. Two, yes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like, kind of like, just the stick, stick to the plan. <laughs> stick to the plan. Even you may, you may feel differently right now. Just trust the plan. Right, right. So, well, as we've said, you live in Amarillo, Texas, which I've heard gets a little hot in the summertime. Indeed it does. Yes. It's semi-arid. So, yes. So mm-hmm. you are going to be training, yes, in a semi-arid summer for a marathon yes and so what's your what are you thinking there okay like, so- what are you thinking <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking I'll be like are, you thinking? Yeah, right. are you thinking <laughs> what are you thinking <laughs> what are you thinking <laughs> um so it'll be early morning runs and um alex our producer i get he thinks i'm being silly i know he's like wow this is like crazy when john is here um slightly annoying perhaps yeah, right. but um the meter's skewing it's going slightly toward the annoying and that dips I know. back, and then dips back. <laughs> so um i'll be running in the mornings i mean possibly at night too because i really do like night runs mm-hmm. um I, I like them both but not in the heat of the day of course and then hydration's really important and although it sounds like a paid plug for noon mm-hmm. um it is not because noon is going to save me really um knowing to do a lot of hydration before I get out there and then um and then you know 
I mean, and so you'll be you'll be carrying your hydration or wearing it around your waist or what are you going to do? Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm so glad you asked me about that because I need to ask Ultimate Direction <laughs> to hook me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been um, I've you have like sung their praises and I've hung I've tried and looked at them and I love how it fits in your hand. So I'm really excited to try oh, yeah. um, either their belt, which I've never been real fond of the belts, um, but I may become because a do, do you fear that the belt jostles or it, is yeah. it an appearance thing? Because I gotta say, I realize it's not my finest look when I wear my ultimate it, direction. Yeah, no, belt. It is not. <laughs> it it really highlights the the pooch. Yes, and I don't mean a dog. I mean right. my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> See, it highlights your pooch and it accentuates my rear. Oh great! Okay, you got me coming and you going. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's a belted pair. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Your butt doesn't look that big until you put the belt on. <laughs> but, you know, for the trade-off of being able to carry, you know, 30 ounces of water or 30 ounces of noon, it's pretty important. It's huge, especially for somebody who sweats like a 400-pound man in a sauna. Yes. Like me. <laughs> that is your tagline. <laughs> it is. It is. It to- I need to, like, update my um, Twitter account or whatever. Right. with my. <laughs> you sure do. I do. That'd be pretty hilarious. I know. <laughs> yeah. For the record, she's now mentioned her Twitter handle. She's at Jonna Baspar, J-O-N-N-A-B-A-S-S-P-A-R-R. Thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of, gosh, Fanny Dooley would just love you with all those double letters. And you probably, you I, don't is. know who it's Fanny very Dooley balanced. is, do you? I, I can don't. tell from the look on your I face, know. you're I'm too like, young. Ooh, ooh, who's this? <laughs> For careful Zoom listeners, they'll know, they'll know who Fanny Dooley is. <laughs> um, okay. So you're going to, you're going to hydrate well. You're going to run mm-hmm. either before the sun comes up or after it goes down. Yes. So you are not going to resign yourself to a treadmill. Absolutely not. Okay. Dreadmills, I, I mean... When we were training for Chicago, I think that we had to do, that was, that was awful and terrible. It was really cold and icy and maybe Jamie remembers, but it was like, it was a minimum of nine and it may have been more miles and it was it felt like 30. It did. It was, I mean, like, I, I, th- I think I have post-traumatic stress syndrome from it. I just, I can't, I just do not like the treadmill. Yep. I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Right there with you. I like yeah. to be outside. Yes. Yes. I'm not a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> we could get you a flat treadmill instead of that round one you've been running on, Shauna. It might make you feel less like a gerbil. Well, I'm so small. I could build you a huge habit trail and air condition it. <laughs> so, so you alluded that you're going to be training with heart. This oh. is true. Yeah, training with heart. That's another tagline. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that you just swiped. I'm Don't sorry. That was your good line. Yours. I know. It's my your word. line. It is your I'm line. training yeah. with heart. Yeah. Um, and that's not just with my heart rate, but it's also a metaphor. Um, so I am looking at heart rate. Um, it's pretty funny. I had a friend of mine who was acting kind of as a training coach at one point. This is when I first started running. Mm-hmm. And she's she was actually a friend of my husband's. And she's a very seasoned runner. And I, although I have run, you know, since, um, well, for sure middle school. Because I've told you, <laughs> almost lost a friend over dragging her out at 6 a.m. to go run with me right. <laughs> in sixth right. grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I've I've always run. I love run running distances, but wasn't informed. And 
you know, in I think Little Rock, we were kind of joking with some other mother runners that um, people are like, oh, running, you can just go run. And you just scratch the surface and you're like, oh, wait a second. There's so much more to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it is intellectually stimulating when you start understanding like all the different facts. Hashtag run nerd. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. So um, <laughs> so uh, the the girl who was coaching kind of coaching me in a friendly way, but um, I think I exhausted all of her patience um, <laughs> was trying to tell me to keep my heart rate in certain zones. And she was encouraging to do that, encouraging me to do that to um, provide safety. So she said, you know, when your heart rate gets too high, you don't get as much oxygen in your blood and then you position your body to uh, get injured and not heal fast. So I believe she's accurate. But what I didn't understand is I didn't understand how it all related. Mm -hmm. And part of that was lack of experience with distance running um, and just like the perpetual motion and then really understanding how it all kind of works together. Therefore, I am seriously looking at training within zone two and Mm. being very mindful of the heart rate. So maybe on some of my longer runs, especially in this pre-training phase, I'm trying to um, stay in the higher end of zone one for me and the lower end of zone two um, while I'm trying to lose weight. And that also allows my body not to feel stress because I have this other because because of my anxiety. <laughs> um, I think that when you're putting your body in stress, you know, your body responds differently. Mm-hmm. So going to keep everything cool and um, and then just kind of track everything with heart rate. Good. All right. So um, beyond that, I'm still kind of learning what I'm going to do. Like I told you recently that I wore, which was very hard for me to wear a heart rate monitor Mm -hmm. in my sleep so that I, I didn't just use my, I didn't just test my heart rate with my hands or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I woke up one morning and I really thought that my resting heart rate was closer to 50. Mm -hmm. I remember Um, you mentioning that recently. Yeah. And in fact, it's 44. Mm -hmm. So that, Oh, you texted me 43. Oh my goodness. So yeah, whatever. Um, I think I woke up three different times and I'm like, Oh, I just rolled over. It's 46. Okay, be still. Close your eyes. Okay, it's 42. Wait, it's 44. So yeah. You're like a stock market. Yeah. <laughs> You're Google stock. There yeah. we go. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So, but uh, you might also be part of our marathon challenge, our first ever marathon challenge. I don't think might is really... It's not an option. No, it's no. not an option. Yeah, I will be part of the challenge and I cannot wait to see because we have some fun things planned for the challenge. We sure do. So let's take let's take a moment to talk a little bit about it. So it, the marathon challenge, it's our first ever challenge. And what our challenges do is give you a training plan and just heaps and gobs and loads and tons of support Mm -hmm. from the very first step all the way up to the starting line. And it's our first marathon. Yes. The first 26.2 because we've had 5Ks, 10Ks, halves, Mm -hmm. but we've never done the whole enchilada. Exactly. Yes. So we are going to launch it in our store the day after Mother's Day. So uh, Monday, May 11th. And then the training will start June 1st so that it will it would culminate with that start date it would culminate the weekend of october 3rd 4th mm-hmm. which is the twin cities marathon the portland marathon um uh there's a marathon in utah there's a, there's a couple other ones oh uh, wine glass mm. in new york state and so but the beauty of training peaks which is the um training coaching de- um, device that we collaborate with on this you can set it your end date to line up with when your marathon is so mm-hmm. you would set your end date to be november 11th 
Sorry, first. November 1st. Sorry. Sorry, okay. sorry. I was thinking one. I was, yeah. And then that way your training would kick off later and then you'd be, you know, in week, you know, two while other people might be in week five or week six or something like that. And the newsletter, the weekly newsletter that you would get would be tailored to what week you're in. Mm-hmm. So really looking out for each and every participant of the challenge. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get a t-shirt and a medal specially designed at the end. You're going to get some exclusive podcasts. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, I'll rock my run. I wonder if I'll mix. be on one of the exclusive. Podcasts. Oh my gosh, I'd be so meta. That'd be so. Oh my gosh, I'd always want to use the word meta on our podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited! Wow, wow, <laughs> I feel so word NPR. nerd. <laughs> I feel so slate spoiler spot podcast right now. <laughs> so, um, so you may well be, and we're also going to have a rock my run mix. They'll mm-hmm. be exclusively launched first to challenge participants. Very excited yeah, about and you that. get swag you get all sorts of swag uh-huh. and yes and awesome support and the other thing too mm-hmm. that we're discussing i don't know if i'm oh, allowed yeah. To, oh yeah you're I, going to we're thinking the same thing yeah, yeah. uh-huh yeah. so um what we haven't done in the past is we've relied because we really like strava and it is awesome and fosters great community um but we haven't taken that to the next level a mm-hmm. little bit more personal um but it's a facebook page a private, a facebook. private facebook so it'll be closed and private nobody uh, no one else would be able to see what is exchanged there and one you know we've had it's all kind of worked together um this culminating this idea because you had someone here who well, who was helping of, who was helping fill the no limits challenge swag cindy mm-hmm. pelto who has been on the podcast as well oh sweet and so cindy um is a fan of social media mm-hmm. and she was like sarah you know what you really need is for the challenge is a private facebook page and i'm busy printing labels printing labels so i have my back towards cindy this whole time just because of the setup of the way this is and she's there shoving you know the shirts and the medals into the packets and i'm printing labels and so i actually like stop what i'm doing write a note on like this scrap of paper <laughs> and uh it's just brilliant because so cindy who lives here in portland is doing twin cities marathon So she's all excited because then she can, you know, quote unquote, meet people on this Facebook page that then she can actually then meet in person at the race or at the expo or whatever. And then also Cindy has family in Wisconsin. So when she travels there this summer, maybe she can find another marathon challenger to train with. And same thing, you know, someone who's doing... You know, people who are doing wine glass can meet up. People who are doing New York, you know, like our pal Rachel from the retreat and Krista here in town. You all can really just bond even more so over that private Facebook page. And well, and we've had amazing success with it already. So one thing that we learned with our retreat is before everyone arrived at the retreat, we set up a private Facebook page Mm -hmm. and um, just seeing how that fostered community. And then, oh, boy. Boom! I know. It's like we um we are considering having um group therapy for post retreat attendees because everyone has said that it's needed. Yes. Um, and because they're having withdrawal symptoms. That's right. And we're uh-huh. they also after our first retreat they want to have a reunion. So we're we're working on that too. Well, and it's just the same thing with our Ragnar teams that we've had in the past that we set up private Facebook page for those. Yeah. And then and then they actually are. I should give a shout out to them because a bunch of our Ragnarians from uh, last year's Ragnar are meeting up this very weekend in Pittsburgh 
to do the Pittsburgh Marathon. Some of them aren't in the half, like Adrian Martini, who is not on our Ragnar team, but who's a columnist for us. She is running the half. But then I know Melissa and Kim, I believe Aaron, and I know I'm forgetting some of the people, but they are meeting up in Pittsburgh. So I want to give a shout out to them and wish them well with their race and all the other Pittsburgh marathoners and half marathoners. But but anyway, so the back to the private Facebook page. So that's going to be one of the many elements of our marathon challenge, which again... I don't know. I'm still feeling a little bit like slighted because... You know, oh. I was like, let's do Ragnar this year. Oh, yeah, no, don't go there. <laughs> no, don't Ragnar. go there. No, right. Okay, I'm going to do Ragnar if you'd like to do it. My Twitter yeah. handle. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, oh, look, the here comes road, the, with the hook with the, I'm like, the, the, the I'm little the, Bo Peep g- g- cane. We're pulling you off the stage there, John. The other mother runner. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> other mother runner oh gosh, you will you find me go, go see if i'm gonna available. go snag it yeah done it's hilarious so and then that's where we can also feature dennis and dimitri oh my gosh now you're just going off oh my the rails word. we yeah. are we are we pulling you focused, off the stage we, where's that gong <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So we are actually, or I'm going to now take a break because we are getting, John is going to go do some work upstairs. (laughs) The the cane is taking her out of the studio. And after this brief message from our sponsor, I'm going to be bringing back another guest who is training for a different marathon. So stay tuned. Listen to your next podcast, Wires Free with Red Fox wireless products, including the Bluetooth enabled wireless headset we love, the Red Fox Edge. The Edge is easy to operate with controls like play, pause, track forward, backward, and volume, so you don't miss a beat on your run. This Red Fox headset has a built-in microphone and single-button call answering feature. The Edge runs on a rechargeable battery that provides 9 hours of continuous use and requires only 1 hour to recharge. Developed by a dad who loves to mountain bike, Red Fox wireless products and active lifestyle accessories are perfect for active people, like mother runners. To get 20% off any Red Fox merchandise, use promo code AMR2015 at redfoxwireless.com. Again, that's promo code AMR2015 at redfoxwireless.com. Welcome back. I'm now joined by Laura Bauman, a mom of three who lives here in Portland. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. Yeah, and so you are here because you are my, drumroll please, my Saucony 26 Strong Cadet for the year. I am so excited. Good, good, yeah. So we had, so if you you all remember, Dimity and I were both part of the Saucony 26 Strong program, which takes coaches or people that can kind of um, pretend to be coaches, at least like Dim and I. (laughs) And then we find a marathon novice, someone who's never done one before, but who has the challenge to step up to that distance. And we uh, get you on a training plan and train and then meet up at a race. And last year we met up at the Philadelphia Marathon, but this year all the Saucony 26 Strong people are meeting at the Chicago Marathon. So yeah, so Laura, tell us your running background. My running background, I'm actually, I haven't been running for very long. I mean, I used to jog here and there for fitness. Oh, goodness, you're using that term. I know. Um, But last October, so I don't know, six, seven months ago now, 
I finished my first century bike ride. So I had biked 100 miles from Portland to the Oregon coast. And I had been biking all summer long, so I had this amazing fitness level. And going into the rainy season, I thought, you know, normally this is the time of year when I shut down and I don't exercise heavily, but I had this incredible fitness level that I didn't want to lose. So, and I didn't want to bike in the rainy weather in Portland. It's not any fun. <laughs> so I thought I could turn to running. And at the same time, my oldest daughter is uh, a freshman in high school and she had just started running for the first time and was doing really well. So I kept getting all these inspirational emails from her coach in my inbox and was sort of inspired by them myself, even though they were intended for her. (laughs) And so I just started running on a regular basis and signed up for my first half, which was the holiday half in December, in early December in Portland. And it went really, really well and have just continued running since then. Wait, so that was your first ever half marathon? That was my first ever, yes, long distance run. I had done a 10K about three or four years ago and it was at high elevation and I tanked and thought I'd never run again. And so, yes, that was my first really long distance. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that. Yes. So, um, so then, but you were also, you are a hiker. Your whole family are hikers. We are hikers. We're backpackers. About four or five years ago, my husband and I got involved with a local mountaineering club called the Mazamas, which is really a life-changing experience. And so I've climbed a number of the Cascades. I've climbed Mount Hood twice. Wow. Um, so I, I entered all of this running with a pretty strong baseline fitness, but was never a runner runner. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've come into this with a pretty strong level of fitness, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, Mount Hood, I mean, that, that's, that's hardcore. For some people, it's hardcore. If you hang around the Mazamas long enough, it's not that hardcore, but it's all relative, of course. So yeah, huge accomplishment, 11,600 feet. Um, You leave Timberline Lodge at midnight, summit around six o'clock in the morning, and then you stagger back down to the lodge around noon the next morning. So Uh um, it does And how much elevation gain is that? Like what's Timberline uh, at? I think Timberline's around 6,000. So it's five to 6,000 feet. Mm -hmm. And you can train on Mount Adams in Washington, Mount St. Helens in Washington. Um, Those are typically the peaks that you do before you do Mount Hood, a more or less the same gain in in elevation. so yeah, I mean it's just been a it's been a life changing changing experience to have that level of fitness and also be outdoors and enjoying what we have here at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, so then, what happened after you did holiday half? So funny, my husband thinks I'm I'm never going to have to pay for a race again. It's so funny. So before I did holiday half, I had gotten in my inbox <clears throat> in my email a note from my health insurance saying, "If you'd like to sign up for the Shamrock Half in Portland in March, we'll pay for your race entry." Oh my goodness! And so I hadn't even finished my first half, but I thought, absolutely, I want to sign up. For this. Did someone say a free it's race? Free? <laughs> Why wouldn't I sign up for it? So my husband and I both signed up for it, and he hadn't run a half marathon at all and so as soon as I was done with the race in December I already knew I had this race in mid-March to train for and so I had this instant motivation to keep going mm-hmm. and did you train with Tom I trained with Tom but really my my uh my best friend running distance partner for long races uh was just a, a girlfriend of mine mm-hmm. and she's already run one marathon and she ran the half with me and is uh, exceedingly fast. So she would always slow down for me on the long runs. Okay. 
Well, I think I might have to be doing that because you are on a pretty, you are now training for your third half and you're on a very aggressive training plan. Well, it's funny because I actually didn't realize that it was that aggressive until you mentioned, yeah, your mileage is kind of high for just yeah. a half. So when I, so I have to tell people that, so when I was looking for this 26 strong can't cadet, I was like, okay, you know, so Saucony required that they have, uh, the people have run a half marathon because they want people to be, you know, kind of properly trained to step up to that longer distance, hopefully avoid injury. Cause I think there were a lot of injuries in right. last year's program. Right. So you said, and so I just, and I also knew what train, what time I want to finish in. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to finish Chicago. Um, did I mention that? So yes, I did mention we're doing Chicago. Yes. I was like, so, so that I want to kind of finish between, I don't know, anywhere from 410 to 440. That's what I knew. Mm-hmm. But that, that was the type of cadet I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And so I asked people to say what their most recent halftime is. Mm-hmm. And so you said what your times were and then that you're doing Eugene half, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is this weekend, yes? Or no? It's uh, next Two weekend. Weeks. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mother's Day, yes. Mm-hmm. And that how and that your mileage is 37 to 41 miles a week. I know. For a half marathon. It's high. It's high. Well, maybe I should explain why. So when I registered for the Eugene, so as soon as I finished Shamrock in mid-March, I thought, I want to keep going with this. I want to have another goal. So I registered right away for the Eugene half. And in the registration process, they had a promotion from runcoach.com. Mm-hmm. And it said, would you like to increase your speed, your time by 7%? And I mm-hmm. said, well, yes, I would. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's only $20 extra for the program. So basically, I plunked down the money, and I've had this algorithm telling me how to increase my <laughs> speed ever since then. But it's been great because the mileage is admittedly high, but I'm doing speed training, which I didn't know anything about six months ago. Mm-hmm. So yes, the computer is telling me what to do, but I kind of like being bossed around a little bit <laughs> oh good because i'm bossy i know so totally. it is a great setup <laughs> oh my goodness yeah so and i told you that 37 to 41 i mean that i i only get up past 40 miles in my marathon training for maybe two to three or maybe four weeks but mm-hmm. yeah so so you were suddenly like oh I don't want to get injured. And I'm like, okay, then we're going to drop the mileage back down after you're done with your half. I do think it's a good idea. I think, you know, I, uh, well, a couple of things. One is I think that the speed training that they're including is the mileage. I think that's hard on older bodies. So (laughs) that's an area that I'm trying to be really careful with. And also that what you were talking about earlier is just the timing of all of this, uh, of doing that many miles a week. It takes a lot of time out of a busy life. And Mm so for that reason, also, I've just, I've stepped back a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you have a pretty aggressive time goal for Eugene. I do. I'd like to, I'd like to run it. I don't know what the math is. I'm not good at advanced math, but I'd like to run it in 829s. Uh-huh. Oh, um, I love 829s, not 830s, not 825s, but 829s. I, you know, I want to do it in 829, but honestly, that's a big step back. So I think I did Shamrock in 857s. So that's a big jump forward. And, and realistically, it might not be possible, but it's also a much, much flatter, faster course than the Shamrock in Portland, which is really hilly. Yeah. So it might be an option. I don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I gotta say, if you do run that fat, you're half in that, I think you're going to be dragging me around the streets of Chicago come October. Oh, I don't know. There's something about endurance. <laughs> I've never run past 13.1 before. So that'll be all new for me. So what's your longest run ever so far? Probably 13.1. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't think I've trained past that. But the interesting thing that I've noticed is in all the long run trainings that I've done for these halves, you know, at 12 miles, or even 13, when I finished my first half, I was just, I was dead. I felt like I had gotten hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> and now, having done a number of these really long, longer runs in the 
11, 12, 13 mile range, I feel relatively strong afterwards. So oh, something good. is shifting in my leg. Something uh-huh. might be building in terms of muscles. Uh-huh. So I'm ready to, I think I'm physically ready to go for, you know, build on, on that base right now. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good. So we'll see. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So then you're, since we're talking about pre-marathon, pre-training for a marathon, mm-hmm. so we're going to cut your mileage back some. <laughs> and I don't know, what else are you thinking about? Are you focusing more on cross training? You going to be doing a biking? Well, actually, I do think that since I have a bike and I, I'm fairly confident biker, I do think that I need to do that to work other leg muscle groups. I think mm-hmm. that would be a really good complement to running. Um, strength training, I also want to work on. I'm not really sure because the computer doesn't tell me how to do that. So I well, need to find it. I'm human. I know, exactly. <laughs> so I need to, need to get some pointers and tips on that. I also need to think about um, hydration and fueling on the runs because I don't, up to this point, since I've only run 12 and 13 miles, I hydrate really well the night the day and the night before I have a really you know big bowl of steel cut oats in the morning and I don't actually take goo (gasps) I know I heard that sacrilege (gasps) with another mother runner yeah (laughs) um so I'm gonna have to learn how to take some chews or gels or tabs or something along the way to fuel me because I know I know that I will bonk probably starting at about 14 or 15 miles if I don't take something else so that and I also don't take any water with me (gasps) I've, I've just never felt like I needed to. So now I'm pretty sure that oh, I will. Particularly also because you've been running in the winter. Exactly. And that's true. So the warm weather will really, really, really change the need for both of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So wait, you're saying you've run those strong half marathons without taking in any fuel or hydration on the race course? Well, <laughs> so I know that's not an, I didn't train with water or any sort of fuel at all when I ran my first uh, half, let's see, the holiday half, I did try and have water. And I think I just got more all over my face and I got down my throat. So that wasn't very helpful. And then I did take a, um, a little packet of goo. And again, it just, you know, I think I spent more time trying to open the package than I actually got any fuel down my throat. So I don't know. I need to, I need to perfect that technique too. Okay. I can open them and hand them to you. Maybe. Yeah, there you I'll go. We do some training runs together. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Well, so, I mean, I think that right there, I mean, that's going to, cause you were expressing some concern about going that extra distance you know when it's we a talk lot on the phone. yeah it's a it's a big jump forward so I'm gonna need all the help I can get for yeah. sure <laughs> so I think the I think the fuel is gonna make a big difference yeah yeah good so and so what does your then your high school phenom runner daughter think of all this I think she's pretty excited. I think what it's done because she's taking, I mean, she's running, you know, every single day and she's doing really well. And then Tom was training with me for the, for our second, my second half together. And then my uh, seventh grader has now joined the spring track team. So I think as a family, Mm -hmm. the fact that she and I started running a lot more in the fall has motivated all four of us Mm -hmm. to run together. And so I think it's just running is just sort of now what we do. Mm -hmm. So um, she doesn't pay too she doesn't pay much attention to my pacing or the number of miles that I run. And I really don't want her to. I'm, I want her to know that, you know, running is important for all ages and fitness levels. But I want, I don't want it ever to become something we're comparing notes. I want mm-hmm. her to have her program and me to have mine and have it be a healthy distance between the two. Right, right. Yeah. So, but do you all, you all do run together sometimes or no? No, we don't. No, oh, she is, I am not cool enough to run with her. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. She has run with me a couple of times, but she's also much faster. Mm-hmm. But she's so young. Um, I have run, I did 12 miles on Sunday and I did nine with a friend who, she could only do nine with me. And so I did the last three with my seventh grader and that was really oh. fun. Two very very different running partners, I might add. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic that Audrey did that yeah, with you. Yeah, it's really great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, we're going to bring you back on to talk uh, probably mid-training and then after Chicago. So Exciting. Uh, yes. Yes. So we'll be hearing more from you, Laura. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with just me for the podcast. If you want more of both Dimity and me, head on over to our Facebook page, which is Run Like a Mother of the Book. We'd appreciate if you'd like it. We'd also love it if you would follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at The Mother Runner. Our books are Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother, and Tales from Another Mother Runner. They're available on Amazon and at your local retailers, and also through Tuesday, we're having a special. You can get a signed copy of Tales from Another Mother Runner, which is usually $15, along with one of our limited edition Another Mother Runner tees for just $25. So that's on our website, our store website, which is motherrunnerstore.com. Our other website is anothermotherrunner.com. And whether you're training for a marathon this fall or not, many happy miles to you. Mm-hmm.